Welcome to the Bliss Angle. Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to the Bliss Angle. This is Sarah from the Bliss Institute of Applied Politics, and today my guest is Dr. David Cohen, political science professor at the University of Akron. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Cohen. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate being here. So today we are going to talk about uh, what to look forward to at the RNC convention this week and uh, next week in Cleveland. Oh, all sorts of craziness. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is going to be a very unconventional convention. You know, a lot of the, there's been a lot of speculation about who the vice president is going to be. You know, we're going to know uh, probably by the time we get to the convention uh, who the VP running mate uh, is, is going to be for Donald Trump. Uh, we'll also uh, know whether or not the Republican Party has started to come together uh, in support of this unconventional candidate. We'll also know uh, when the convention uh, begins uh, whether or not there's going to be any kind of controversy uh, regarding the dump Trump movement. Uh, and so everybody here in the Northeast Ohio and, and really around the country is, uh, that follows politics is looking forward to uh, what really is going to be a unique convention experience. Right, so let's get into it. Um, Ohio just had 1.3 million people come into the city of Cleveland for the Cleveland Cavaliers parade. So are we prepared to have 50,000 people come into the city and stay for a week? Uh, I think we're probably as ready as we can be uh, here in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Uh, they've been planning this for a couple of years. Um, things went smoothly with the LeBron James uh, and Cleveland Cavaliers party. Um, and, you know, there are very few incidents. Now, the big difference, of course, is that was a celebration. People were in, in, in good <laughs> spirits. Um, the problem, the potential problems with the convention are there's going to be a lot of protesters. <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of people in Cleveland that aren't really happy about uh, what, what's going to be occurring uh, in, you know, in the queue and, uh, and elsewhere in the city. And so that is a potential uh, issue for law enforcement. Uh, and, of course, in our country, we've had a couple of incidents uh, in, in the last week or two uh, revolving uh, around police and uh, uh, treatment of people and, and, of course, the horrific uh, events of Dallas. And so uh, there's all these external factors which really could make it very challenging for law enforcement. But, you know, the hope, obviously, is that, you know, they've had a long time to train uh, and that things will go smoothly. So um, Ohio is an open carry state. So do you have any concerns with outside agitators coming into the state, especially with the recent events in Dallas, St. Paul, Baton Rouge? Sacramento. Yeah, uh, Sacramento. Bring your body armor. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ohio is an open carry state, which means that, um, you know, the city of Cleveland, as much as they would have loved to have banned guns uh, for this event, uh, are, are not able to. Uh, they're able to in the... Um, Secret Service Zone, uh, the, the high security zone, but uh, outside in places pretty close to the, the convention happenings, uh, people will be able to legally carry firearms. Uh, and so that is an absolutely a concern. It's a concern for law enforcement and it's a concern for bystanders. And uh, believe me, the FBI uh, and the uh, local law enforcement agencies are going to be uh, watching the situation. You know, when, when groups come in simply to agitate, um, they're going to be aware. And, and so, um, even though it is open carry, even though um, you know there people are likely going to be armed there, I would guess for those four days, Cleveland will be about the safest place around. Okay. What exactly is the Secret Service zone? Uh, I don't believe that's been released yet. We don't know for certain, oh, but okay. uh, certainly right around uh, Quicken Loans Arena, a few uh, other adjacent places. Okay. 
So the RNC speaker list was released yesterday, and there will be some true gems speaking from Peter Thiel, who uh, secretly funded the lawsuit against Gawker Media, which forced Gawker to file for bankruptcy. Uh, Mr. Rudy Giuliani, who couldn't help himself but to use inflammatory comments toward the Black Lives Matter movement and the black community. Ted Cruz, who still hasn't endorsed Donald Trump. All of the adult Trump children and former football player Tim Tebow. So what are your thoughts on this speaker <laughs> list? It is a very unique speaker list. It's um, unlike any speaker list we've seen uh, at a convention, and uh, perhaps ever. Um, and I think part of the problem is it's been a challenge for the convention organizers and, well, it's been a challenge for really the Trump campaign who's really driving this train um, to get people to speak. At, absent from the convention, you know, more important uh, than the speakers that they're having uh, is, is who's not there. And the last two Republican presidents will not be at the convention. The last two nominees of the Republican Party will not be at the convention. And I think that really speaks volumes for the amount of work that the party has to do to try and come together to support uh, the presumptive nominee in Donald Trump. Uh, and yes, some of the speakers are, um, are very interesting. Let me, <laughs> let, let, me, uh, let me just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at the convention, if the Never Trump movement doesn't go anywhere, um, would the establishment, would the Republican establishment get behind Donald Trump as their nominee? I don't, I, I don't, I don't see everybody coming, uh, coming behind Donald Trump as the nominee. I mean, I just think there are, there are too many people that have made too many uh, public statements saying that they were not going to support Trump to reverse course uh, would, would make them look uh, hypocritical and silly. Um, I, I think the most interesting one is the, the Republican governor of Ohio, John Kasich. Uh, what is he going to do? Uh, I, my sense is he is not going to endorse, he is not going to speak, uh, and he's not going to support. Uh, he will be present in Cleveland um, as the governor of Ohio, uh, just kind of hanging around, uh, going to events of other uh, Republicans uh, that are running for office here in Ohio. Uh, he's a big supporter of U.S. Senator Rob Portman, who's got a very tough re-election battle against former Governor Ted Strickland. Um, and, you know, there are a number of other uh, events being sponsored by, uh, you know, the Ohio Republicans that, that the governor will be present at. But I, I don't see him uh, endorsing Trump. And, and that's notable because he finished, uh, you know, he was the last person to get out of the Republican race. Um, and uh, um, I think it's, uh, it's a big blow to Trump. So day three of the con convention is all about revealing the VP. Donald Trump tweeted uh, last night that he will make uh, his vice presidential pick announcement on Friday in New York. Now his picks have been narrowed down to former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich and Governor Pence of Indiana. Uh, who do you think the Trump? Who do you think Trump will pick, and how will this play out at the convention? Well, those media reports have limited, uh, you know, uh, broken it down to those two. I still think that Governor Chris Christie has a shot. Uh, and I think that Senator uh, Jeff Sessions from Alabama uh, also has a shot. And he's actually the guy that, that I thought that Trump was going to pick all along. I still think he's, he's a dark horse, and, and I think he, he has a decent shot. The truth is nobody knows what the heck uh, is going to happen <laughs> in terms of, of who Trump is going to pick because you know Trump keeps those kind of decisions very close to the vest. I think his family, uh, who are interviewing all of the prospective running mates. His family's going to play an important role. 
Um, they seem to be uh, some of the only people that, that Donald Trump actually listens to. Uh, and so a uh, prospective running mate is going to have to pass the smell test with them. Um, but, you know, he, he tweeted out he's, he's going to make an announcement uh, on Friday. We'll, we'll know Friday. Or maybe we won't. Maybe he'll decide to uh, make the big reveal uh, actually at the convention itself. I mean, that's, that's a possibility. So um, because his family plays such an important role, it's been rumored that Ivanka Trump uh, could be a potential VP pick. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's absolute silliness. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, she would have no qualifications for, for the office of, of vice president. Uh, she's never held elected office. You know, I think, I think the, the talk of her as, as a vice presidential candidate, you know, is just basically distracting. To you know, to the actual events uh, that are occurring, um, and uh, you know, I'm sure it's something the Trump campaign loves to to play up, uh, but I don't think there's any shot that that could happen. Okay, so yesterday the Wall Street Journal and uh, NBC came out with a poll where Trump and Clinton are neck and neck in Ohio, mm-hmm. but Secretary Clinton has 88% of black voters, and Trump is at zero percent. How will this play out with the Black Lives Matter protests, keeping in mind with the uh, recent murders of Philando Castell and Alton Sterling? Well, clearly Trump has a tremendous uh, challenge ahead of him uh, in terms of winning over uh, some African-American voters, uh, winning over uh, Latino voters, uh, winning over Muslims. Uh, he has seen... He seems to have offended just about every group uh, in this country, except for white males. Uh, you know, he's got a real challenge when it comes to um, uh, women. You know, Republicans already had a challenge in terms of the gender gap. I believe that uh, President Obama, uh, you know, won women uh, by about a 10-point margin in 2012. Wow. And so, uh, and women make up more voters than men. Uh, so that's a that's a real issue for. Uh, Republicans and uh, you know his uh, misogynistic comments uh, throughout the campaign have not helped uh, and um, I don't know if he's if he's going to be able to make up much support in in the race Um, I don't know if he's capable of really pivoting in the general election and really appealing to those groups like most uh, presidential candidates do and so uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, the Quinnipiac poll and, and the, the swing state polls that have, have come out recently are, are a real cause for concern for the Clinton campaign uh, because there are many uh, observers that thought that she would be up by a much greater margin. Uh, Quinnipiac has her trailing uh, in a couple uh, important battleground states. And, you know, Quinnipiac, uh, you know, sometimes controversial. I think it's a pretty solid poll. Quinnipiac is showing those kind of numbers in the swing states. The, the Clinton campaign uh, has to figure out, you know, how to how to reverse the trends. And you know, I think the, the biggest challenge for the Clinton campaign is complacency. Um, I, I think the feeling has been among observers and and uh, you know people that have, are now starting to pay attention that that Hillary Clinton's going to uh, win this uh, race, running away with it. It's not going to be a slam dunk. Uh, we haven't had uh, an election. Uh, that was a blowout uh, since 1996. It, it's just not going to be that way. We're, we're such a highly polarized nation uh, that it's hard to, to, to win in that kind of fashion. So it's going to be a close election. It's going to be much closer than, than most observers uh, think. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump uh, has a very good shot at winning. 
So just going off those pool numbers um, that were released yesterday by Quinnipiac, um, how are they so close right now when you have such a controversial candidate like Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. Like, most people would think this would be a, a slam dunk for Hillary Clinton. Well, there's a couple of things. One, one is, uh, you know, we've had eight years of a Democratic president, uh, and people tend to get tired of the party in power. Uh, and so there's, there's an, actually an advantage to being the out party uh, after a two-term presidency. And, you know, Barack Obama certainly, uh, you know, benefited from that in 2008. Uh, you know, that and the economy was dreadful and we were fighting two unpopular wars. Uh, and so, you know, there are environmental reasons for why not going to be as much of a democratic year as people think. Uh, but I think probably more importantly is the fact that, you know, Hillary Clinton is a flawed candidate. Clearly, there are um, some issues that she brings to the table uh, that detract uh, from her popularity. Uh, you know, both Clinton and Trump are unpopular. Um, they're the two most unpopular nominees of their parties uh, in modern history wow. since we, we began polling. So that's an issue uh, if, you're, if you're that unpopular. Um, you know, certainly the email situation, the questions over whether she was going to be indicted, uh, the controversy over uh, that email server, you know, those are issues that, that continue to dog her in the campaign. Uh, you know, by the time we get to October, I, I don't know if those issues are really going to be that important. Um, but, you know, clearly she has some baggage. And, and so uh, I think uh, if you had a candidate uh, that had uh, less baggage, uh, I think uh, the, you know, a Democratic candidate with less baggage, they would, uh, they would be higher in the polls. So what, which VP pick would help Donald Trump to get the establishment behind him? Because mm-hmm. Newt Gingrich isn't a favorite of the Republican establishment. So which one, in your opinion, do you think would? Uh, of the four people that have been mentioned, uh, probably Governor Pence. Uh, I think Governor Pence uh, appeals to the same voters that Ted Cruz did. Uh, Ted Cruz and, and Pence, I think, have a lot of Tea Party support. They're uh, really well liked by religious conservatives which are so important in the Republican base. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump is really not trusted by religious conservatives, uh, you know, either based on his lifestyle or based on his, you know, policy pronouncements. And so I think Pence would probably help the most in terms of uh, rallying the base. And, you know, maybe Sessions a little bit, uh, certainly not uh, Christie and certainly not uh, Gingrich. So you are taking your campaigns class to the convention next week. Yes. How excited are you? Very excited, but also a little bit stressed out because it's, you know, uh, just the logistics of that whole thing and uh, with having major uh, arteries shut down in Cleveland and trying to figure out where to park and how to get students to to various events and, you know, figuring out the security and uh, figuring out who gets a pass for that day. It's it's, it's a pretty stressful proposition, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a great learning experience for my students and for myself, um, but I think uh, when, I, when we get to Friday uh, after the convention, I'll just kind of breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> of course, then we go to Philadelphia, and we have to do it all over again. Yeah, sleep so. for the weekend and then get ready for Philadelphia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the safety aspect, does that worry you at all? Uh, of course, yeah. The safety aspect does worry me. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of people crammed into that city, uh, and there's a lot of potential for trouble. But I, I do know that there will be more law enforcement uh, in uh, Cleveland uh, than perhaps ever before. 
So while I'm worried about it, I know it you know could potentially be the, uh, you know about the safest uh, sitting uh, in the United States for those four days. All right, Dr. Cohen, thank you so much. Uh, we are really looking forward to this unprecedented convention. An unconventional convention. An unconventional convention. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you.